The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're brought to you by IP Vanish. IP Vanish is the official VPN of SGPN and they're offering 70% off if you go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. And make sure to check our new Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I am coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne, northeast corner of England, where it's been a delightful old day today. Um, it is Tuesday, August the 2nd. Uh, we are here to handicap the slate of MLB games for Wednesday, August the 3rd. It is also, as if you didn't know, uh, trade deadline day. At the time we're recording, if you're joining us live, you'll know uh, if you're listening to us tomorrow. We've got nine minutes left of trade deadline day. Uh, so lots of stuff to uh, talk about. Uh, but first, I will introduce my co-host tonight, uh, coming to us from, I believe it's Maryland, Mr. Dylan Rockford. Dylan, how are you doing? Good, Malcolm. Good to be with you. I'm actually home in Jersey, but just wearing a Maryland shirt. Got some ah, ties over there. Yes, yeah, I didn't even notice that. I was guessing. Yeah, did a little switcheroo. But yeah, Scorcher over here on the East Coast. Uh, just waiting for my Mets to do a, make a splash. But we've just been sitting here. They've done okay. They've made they've, uh, Darren Ruff came aboard today. Yeah, he hits lefties really well. I think that's yeah. what we needed. But I... I've been harping on this. We need a lefty out of the bullpen. And okay. Robinson, he, he left, and I, I don't know who to get now. I mean, there's only eight minutes left. Uh, there's still some talk <laughs> about Wilson Contreras because maybe we need a right-handed bat from the Cubs. I don't know if he gets dealt, but if he does, I think it would be a perfect fit. Uh, what we've decided to do with these trades is we're going to go game by game, as we always do. Uh, instead of covering all the trades at the top of the show, we will um, – cover the trades by each team as we get to their game for tomorrow. So um, that's what we'll do as we, as we go down the card. We'll talk about any any big, maybe not so big. And hopefully something might happen in the next seven minutes. Uh, we might have something fun for you as well. Um, I was amongst the uh, RBIs on Sunday, Dylan, for the uh, Newcastle Nighthawks. Did, you, did this news reach the East Coast of America? No, I saw the picture, though. <laughs> you guys look dialed in. Uh, how many ribbies did you have? It was only one. I, uh, I played the first game of the doubleheader. Uh, batted nine again. Uh, there's no lead-off. Like I say, I've made my way down to ninth in the order. <laughs> um, struck out looking. Walked in the in my second plate appearance. And then, whoosh, line drive uh, into uh, centre field for uh, one run came home and I made my worry way to first. I think I stole second and then ended the inning before I got any further. But yeah, that was fun. Had a boy, uh, got the wheels too, huh? Yeah, absolutely, mate. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the 46-year-old. Oh, I played second base as well. I think that was the first time I played there this season. They've been parking me out in right field where I can't cause any trouble. Um, you, uh, so, But yeah, it was... Uh, no, I took one little uh, pop fly, which... I, it seemed like it was in the air for about an hour and three quarters while I stood underneath it panicking. But I made the grab, Dylan. I made the grab. Don't you worry about that. Sent him back. I said, ride some pine. Batter is what I shouted uh, in my mind. So, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Very much enjoyed that. Um, right, okay. Let's get on to some actual real baseball. For uh, Wednesday, August the 3rd, we have lots of day baseball tomorrow. Must be a getaway day, is it? Uh, well, about half and half. Um, and we've got three or four games maybe off the board, a couple of DBD pitches, but not too bad. We've got at least double figures where we know all the information. Uh, the first game tomorrow um, is off the board at the minute, although I do think we have both pitches. Uh, it's the Toronto Blue Jays and the Tampa Bay Rays, which is, you say, Kikuchi, uh, left-handed pitcher. I've got Ryan Yarbrough going. Um, for the 
race, although that is the one that's not official. And that is the reason uh, where there are no lines so far at the moment. Um, Kikuchi is four and five, has a 4.89 ERA, uh, 70 innings pitch, 79 strikeouts. Uh, Yarbrough, zero and six, 5.11 ERA, 49 in a third and 34 strikeouts. Uh, Toronto, the team that have been kind of notably absent from any big trade activity, they picked up a couple of bullpen arms earlier today. Was it Zach Pop and uh, Anthony Bass from Miami? Mm-hmm. Uh, they picked those two up. I think Anthony Bass is making his way back to Toronto. Um, he's played there before. And Zach Pop was actually quite an interesting uh, figure as well as having a, having a great name. Um, yeah, they, they sent uh, a rookie shortstop or a prospect, sorry, Jordan. Groschons uh, went down to Tampa for that one. Uh, Johnny Junta has been doing his dinger. He's been in full uh, flight on Twitter uh, waiting for Toronto to make a trade. So, yeah, they've been surprisingly quiet because um, you thought really they had a chance. So um, this game tomorrow, um, it's two struggling pitchers, really. Kikuchi uh, has a 5-12 ERA in his last five, um, including his last two road starts, which have been absolutely horrible. Um 4.1 innings uh, in six earned runs in those last two starts, a couple of two, uh, two inning starts there before he's got the hook. Um, he's also got a 5.93 road ERA. Um, Yarbrough hasn't been an awful lot better. His last three actually haven't been as bad, um, but all his other numbers um, are rather uninspiring. So without a total, um, I am unable to give you a proper bet, but um, what I've written down is the over. And Dylan, you might be able to give us what you thought the number might be. Yeah, so for this game, don't really ha- – I think we see a high-scoring game. I set my total at 8.7. So, Ooh, wow. I mean, I mean, we do have some high-scoring games in uh, against these two teams. First one, 7-3, 11-5, So, some, some pretty high-scoring games. I just don't know if I could back Yarborough in this spot. Depending on the price that opens up, I know you, you say Kikuchi. Great name, by the way. I, I don't know if – I'd be able to back him either. I don't know. If if we get like a seven and a half, eight, I'll be with you. I'll probably smash the over as well. Yeah, it's a tricky one. And not much um, we've got to go on. Um, while we're on these two sides, though, Dylan and the trade deadline, nothing much to re- report for either team, really. Bit of a bit of a head scratcher, this one. Yeah, no teams did anything. And, I, and I'm surprised, like you said, uh, the Blue Jays had an opportunity to go improve their bullpen, get some pieces and... They just didn't. So, so head scratcher there, it's two minutes. So maybe they could do something in two minutes. <laughs> uh, 1220 Eastern first pitches, the Philadelphia Phillies at the Atlanta Braves. Zach Wheeler goes for Philadelphia and Charlie Morton. Uncle Charlie is on the hill for Atlanta. Uh, Philly are plus 121. Atlanta minus 139. Totally at seven and a half. Uh, and this one is over to you, Dylan. Yeah, speaking about the Phillies, they just acquired Noah Syndergaard from the Angels. Oh, wow. Within the last minute or two. So they're making moves, the Phillies. They're only, I think, seven and a half, eight back of the Mets, only like three, four out of the wild card. So they're they're pushing. They got Robinson as well from the Cubs. So they're trying, not like the Mets. But uh, for this game, I'm going to go over seven and a half. Small play for me. I don't want to back either side in this game, but – I do think we see some runs here. I made my total seven point eight. It, it's gonna be it's gonna be a hot one in Atlanta tomorrow. We got winds blowing out of center field. The Phillies are hot right now. They rattled off five wins in a row, and three of those five have gone over the number. Now the last five games between these two have been really high scoring games. Four of the last five games they've skyrocketed over this number. So this is just gonna be a fade on both pitchers. Both have been too inconsistent for my liking. And I think they have a tendency of giving up a few runs. So I think we see a higher scoring game here. So over seven and a half. Um, yeah, I leaned a little bit towards Philly in this game, actually. Um, I just trust Wheeler uh, more than I trust Morton. And this Philly's lineup is okay. They're capable of uh, of putting um, a win together um, against a decent side. Atlanta, the, both clubs are going to have players coming and going. That's the thing with these lineups. I, when these trades get done today, Dylan, the majority of these players are going to go straight into the lineup tomorrow, or will there be a little bit of adjustment settling in time, or do they just bang straight in? Uh, I think it'd be a few days, unless 
to the pitchers, I think. Because you saw with Luis Castillo, he's going tomorrow, but he got treated yeah. Friday night or Saturday night. So it's going to be a few days, I think, for pitchers. For everyday players, I think they could just jump right in, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I don't see why not. You'd think, it, in fact, it would probably benefit them yeah. uh, to do so. So we probably have some uh, a few different faces kicking around. But yeah, I thought Philly were a, a reasonable price here. Not much... Um, the Atlanta are a better side, but I think the presence of Wheeler against Morton maybe just balances that up ever so slightly. Um, and at a plus price, plus 125, um, I'm happy to take the Phillies in that spot. Uh, next up, uh, 105 Eastern. Uh, and you just mentioned it. It's the Seattle Mariners against the New York Yankees. And it is Luis Castillo going for the Mariners. Uh, Garrett Cole will go for the New York Yankees. The Lions are Seattle plus 147. The Yankees are minus 170. Totally is set at seven and a half. A um, little bit of Yankees movement in the last three or four minutes. Uh, Jordan Montgomery has left uh, the New York Yankees and gone to the Cardinals. Um, obviously, he was the one, the odd man out after they've acquired Frankie Montas in that rotation. Um, return not yet known for that one. Uh, but yeah, left-handed pitcher Jordan Montgomery goes to the Yankees uh, around about seven minutes ago. So breaking news as it happens uh, here. Castillo tomorrow then. I'll take you through the numbers, but obviously um, it's just an unusual situation here. And we'll discuss what difference we think that might make. He's uh, four and four on the season with a 286 ERA. He's pitched 85 innings with 90 strikeouts. Garrett Cole is nine and three, 330 ERA. 125 and one third pitch with 162 strikeouts. Um, so yeah, what do you get from Castillo? You do you take him on his current form, um, or do you take him on his expectations and the last few days uh, that he's had and and how ready he'll be to go out there? Um, I think really everything I looked at, you have to. Trust him. He's, I think he's he's done enough. His numbers are stellar recently. He's done enough to earn our trust that he can uh, go out there tomorrow and put in a good performance. Um, he's got a 186 ERA in his last five starts. Has pitched against the Yankees this season. Only gave up one earned run in seven innings pitched. Um, he has a 209 road ERA. So, yeah, unless this there's something that unsettles him and he takes a little, a little while to to find his feet. I think he's earned my trust anyway. Um, Garrett Cole has got a 4.22 in his last five. Um, four of his last five starts have earned runs. He's gone 5-3-2-5. and five. Um, So, yeah, a little slightly wobblier than he has been. Homey already of 2.55. Uh, the total here is low, understandably so. Um, but I think I'm in on the total here. It's seven and a half. I'm interested to see what you make it. And uh, one more Yankees like to mention, no Joey Gallo on this lineup anymore. Um, made his way to the Dodgers, which was a bit of an odd one. I will maybe talk about that when we get down to the Dodgers in a little while. But yeah, so Castillo's recent form against um, what you expect him uh, to do tomorrow, Dylan. Yeah, so I'm going the same way. I'm going under seven and a half. I can't wait to watch this game. Uh, honestly, Luis Castillo is making his debut for the Mariners against the Yankees. Steele actually has been better on the road than at home this season. And he just faced the Yankees before All-Star break, and he was lights out. Seven strong innings. He only gave up one run. Batters are only hitting 188 off of him on the road. So I agree. I think Mariners are live dogs here. But I think we see another low-scoring game. So I'm going to dive under 7.5. I made my total 6.7. Okay, 6.7. Yeah, nice to know. So we've got, we've got most of a run to play with this. Uh with the line at seven and a half. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm really excited. There's some there's some good day baseball tomorrow and I have pretty much cleared my schedule. I had some little jobs to do today. I know you were taking the car to get fixed and stuff today. I had some little jobs to do and I got them done and I'm a very lazy man. Um, but I got my head on and I, um, with one eye on these games tomorrow, I thought, get them done today, son. And then you can sit down and chill tomorrow, which is exactly what I'm going to do. Uh, 110 Eastern first pitch is the Arizona Diamondbacks at the Cleveland Guardians. This one is off the board at the moment uh, with a TBD pitcher for Arizona. I believe it's Madison Bumgarner uh, going for the D-backs uh, with Shane Bieber going for Cleveland. Uh, no lines 
I've seen on this one. Uh, no, still no lines up there. Um, so not an awful lot. But Dylan, is it Bumgarner vp for you? I don't. I couldn't even find a pitcher for the D. Okay. But I do have Shane Bieber going, and I expect, regardless of who comes out, I do expect them to open up as the favorite at home. So I'll probably be with uh, the Guardians here. Um. Yeah. Not an awful lot of uh, trade deadline uh, stuff from. Either of those, I suppose the the headline for out of Cleveland is that they've um, held on to to everyone really. When at the, certainly at the start of the season, we weren't sure uh, where the likes of Jose Ramirez were uh, were going to end up. But yeah, um, I think I think they actually got him at a discounted rate. They they signed him uh, in the beginning of the season. I think right before the season started, what was it like a hundred million or something? And yeah, the way he's playing, I, I think he, they got him at a discounted rate. Don't you? Yeah, absolutely agree. Um, Sandy Leon, the backup catcher, um, has left, uh, gone to Minnesota. But yeah, nothing, nothing that's warranting um, any lengthy conversation here. Uh, we will move on to a one tennis and first pitch between the Detroit Tigers and the Minnesota Twins. Uh, Tyler Alexander, left-handed pitcher, goes for Detroit, and Joe Ryan goes for the Minnesota Twins, who are prohibitive minus 227 favourites. Detroit are plus 192. Total here is set at eight and a half. Um, Alexander is two and four, four ten ERA. He's pitched 37 and one third with 19 strikeouts. Ryan, seven and four, 378 ERA. 85 and two thirds, 80 strikeouts. Um, Alexander's... ERA is okay in his last five. He's he's kind of been in a, a long relief role, really, or or, or an opener role. Um, he, he goes maybe three innings. He's he, not much of a sample size, but equally, uh, there's no real reason to be optimistic about him either. What he's done, um, he hasn't showed flashes that you think, yeah, there's a good start. Yeah, there's a there's a good lengthy start. He's going to pitch a few innings. He's going to give up a couple of runs. Is what's going to happen. Um, Ryan, on the other hand, I think I locked him up in his last start five days ago, and he promptly gave up 10 earned runs against uh, the San Diego Padres. Um, before that, he's been absolutely uh, great, and I'm fully prepared to ignore that start. Everyone's, uh, he, I think he's earned one life, uh, and he used that up last week against San Diego. He's got a 3 or 5 home ERA. He has pitched 12 and two-thirds against Detroit already this season. Uh, is the ERA in that span has been zero seventy one? Um, I'm just not in on Detroit at all. Uh, they've let Grossman go, which doesn't really mean a lot because uh, he wasn't doing anything in the first place. Uh, the Twins, Twins have been relatively busy actually, uh, Dylan. But for me, this was a Minnesota run line. I, I'm just I'm in on Ryan. I'm out on the Tigers, and I think they can. Uh, I think they can beat them comfortably in this spot. Ryan can can get back on track after that horror show last week at San Diego. Yeah, absolutely. Give me the twins on the run line here. I got it at plus 102. Any sort of plus price, I think, is good value here with the twins. Uh, they are dealing with some injuries, but like you said, they've added a lot of pieces uh, at this trade deadline. But I, I agree. I think they have the pitching advantage here with Joe Ryan on the mound. Besides that one poor start in San Diego, I think he's been really solid for the Twins this season. He's won his last three starts at home. And he's also faced the Tigers, like you said, twice this year. He's 2-0. and He's only given up one run in those 12 innings. So I think he knows this team. He knows the familiarity with them. And the Twins have also won the last three meetings between the two. So all in all, all the signs are pointing to the Twins. I think they roll them here. So give me the Twins on the run line here. Yeah, the, the couple of interesting additions for the Twins were um, Tyler Marley. Yeah, um, who's coming from the Reds? He's got a uh, his last nine starts. Um, he's racked up a two eighty three ERA, which is absolutely outstanding. Um, and then Jorge Lopez uh, from the Orioles, a All Star closer um, this year. So yeah, decent business there from Minnesota. Very quiet, but relatively effective uh, business. So yeah, they can uh, they can get that win tomorrow for us. They can get it pretty comfortably against a very poor um, Detroit Tigers team. Uh, the place to find all of our lines here tonight, um, as always, is the headline sponsor on the MLB Gambling Podcast, which is WinBet. Um, if you are thinking of joining WinBet, now is the perfect time. Uh, customers who bet $100 will get a $100 free bet. Uh, 
if you bet in baseball, um, it is by far the best place to do that. Uh, they have reduced use in baseball games as well. Uh, the Winbeck Casino is open 24 hours. You can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Loads to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. Uh, so they know that we sent you. That is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you are someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And don't forget to check out the Discord server. The uh, MLB um, channel on there is going absolutely berserk with all this trade talk at the minute. Uh, it's a spot-on place uh, to get involved sweat your bets out with the rest of the SGP and crew all the names and faces are on there uh, everyone you need to know some very sharp minds and some very funny men as well uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord is the place to be there next up down the board is 2.05 Eastern the Baltimore Orioles at the Texas Rangers Kyle Bradish right-handed pitcher for Baltimore and the lefty Martin Perez goes for Texas uh, Baltimore a plus one thirty five on the road, uh, Texas minus one fifty eight. Tolier is set at eight, and I'll throw this across to you, Dylan. Um, interesting game. Baltimore is still rolling. Yeah, no, they're still rolling, but the lines are just too high for me right now. One thing I do want to mention before I get into my handicap, I don't understand why the Orioles traded Mancini Lopez like. They're, they're in the thick of things, and then they just trade away their best players. It, I don't know. It's hard for a fan base, just because I know a lot of fans down in the DMV Baltimore area, it's, they're just confused. Like, they actually had hope. You know, not not of, like, the playoffs or anything, but, you know, they're, they're decent. They're not too far back of the wild card. So I'll ask this to you, Malcolm. Why, why do you think they traded Mancini? Did, did they not have hope that they could re-sign him? Yeah, that was a that was the one. Uh, the the Lopez thing doesn't really bother me. He's a, he's a closer. They've got um, Batista, I think, and steps straight in. And closers a the closer carousels and tours. He's he's replaced. But yeah, the Mancini, and it did seem to be expected. It wasn't a surprise move. Everyone kind of knew it was coming uh, for quite a while. But maybe the the front office know that they've overachieved and I don't think they're that close. The numbers tell you different this year, but they're still way off really in that division. If they can pick up four or five pieces, the, the stars this season have been great. Um, yeah. And we've got Kyle Bradish going tomorrow, but then uh, Spencer Watkins, Dean Kramer, people we've talked about. Uh, we've got John Means to come back off the IL. So I maybe, yeah, yeah. So I think slowly, slowly catchy monkey for the, uh, for the Baltimore Orioles. And, Playing a bit of a longer term game and maybe moving Mancini on if we do get some uh, some some decent pieces for him. I don't I don't mind it. It's not a terrible move because I, I know you're saying they're right in it, but I'm not really sure that they are. Yeah, you're right. I do think regression is coming, but I don't know the the ballpark from my friends were telling me down there in Maryland. People are starting to come. People are starting yeah. to feel alive, and it, it's a great city. So, and then they trade away their best player after Mancini beat cancer. It's like a whole it's – a, it's a great story. So I just didn't like to see him go, but now he's with the Astros, so sucks. But as for this game, I, I do like the Rangers in this spot with uh, Martin Perez, another guy that was rumored to be on the move, but he stays. I just wish I could get a minus 140 or better with them. So maybe you could add them in a money line parlay of your choosing, but I want to see what the first five lines uh, come out because I think the uh, Rangers will jump all over Kyle Bradish. The Orioles, like I just mentioned, they lost their best player, so I don't know where their offense is going to come from. If the price is good, I'm probably going to be on the Rangers for five minus a half because I think Martin Perez, he's going to deal, and I think they're going to dominate Kyle Bradish. He's just not a guy you want to back. Um, Now, you see, I came down on the other side of this. Bradish um, came up and... Uh, there was quite a lot of talk about him. He he, he started okay, um, maybe one or two starts, and then he dropped off a little bit and was sent down. Um, and he's only been back uh, for one start this time. He pitched okay, gave up two runs against Cincinnati. Um, but I think he's he's more than capable, and I like 
how the Orioles have been playing. Like you said, they've they've been uh, they've been doing okay. So I took um, the the two angles I've got here were. This is going to be a low-scoring game, I think, in which case I always like to take the dog on the run line. So I picked out the Baltimore money line at plus 140 and then the Baltimore run line, um, which is minus 154, because I do think this is going to be a low-scoring game. So, yeah, I was happy with the Orioles, uh, the Rangers in this one. Um, uh, a bit more breaking news. The Blue Jays did do some business, Dylan, uh, 11 minutes ago. They picked up Whit Merrifield uh, oh, from nice. the Kansas City Royals. Yeah, yeah. Um, very good, well, in theoretically a very good bits and bobs player with Merrifield. Hits, steals bases, great defender. Um, has had a really poor season. Um, so maybe it was a good bit of buy-low business uh, for the Toronto Blue Jays. So at least they've done something. That might just uh, appease our friend Johnny Junter. Um, kept him, talked him down off that ledge uh, where he's been perched for the last 24 hours or so. Uh, next up um, is the Boston Red Sox at the Houston Astros, which is a 2-10 first pitch. Um, officially a TBD pitcher. I didn't have anybody. You gave me um, offline at the top of the show. Brian Bellow, uh, my guy, Brian Bellow. Um, but I've got no, I didn't see him when I was handicapping earlier. And Jose Urquidy uh, will be the man who pitches for Houston. Uh, Moonaf as well to the game tonight. Yeah. Um, he was asking me whether, because he, he's a Red Sox fan and he lives in Houston, he didn't know whether to wear his uh, Altuve shirt or his Boston Red Sox shirt. So he's putting one on underneath the other one just in case he needs to change loyalty halfway through the game. You know, he's like glory hunter. Uh, so I've got no lines uh, for this one um, without an official pitcher. Um, Akidi, um, nine and four, 386 ERA, pitched 107 and a third with 80 strikeouts. Um 264 home ERA, been going along really nice. Has had one start against Boston. They did get to him a little bit, four earned runs over five innings pitched. Um, but yeah, nothing to tell you um, much about this one. Brian Bello, we know, has been struggling, if indeed he is um, going to pitch tomorrow for Boston. Um, I do like him, um, but yeah, certainly I, I want to see a start or two where he begins to put it together before I get back to to backing him. But yeah, n- nothing much on this without any lines. Uh, Dylan, Boston at Houston, uh, strong opinions on this? Uh, no, just uh, Bellow's just an automatic fade for me right now. So I'm going to, I'd imagine the Houston, they're probably open up a big favorite, maybe minus 180, mi- minus 190. So yeah, that that's probably where I'd see. I, I don't see any value on them unless you take them on the run line, but they haven't been the best on the run line at home. So I don't know if I'd back Houston either on the run line and Houston plays a lot of low scoring games yes. at home. So maybe look towards the under as for the total, I, I set it a little high just because I personally think they're going to hit Bellow. I set it at 8.9 and that's usually high for an actual game. So that, that those are all my only thoughts for right now. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, David's been in the chat saying that Whit Merrifield's not vaxxed. Um, you imagine he to has to get mad. Uh, yeah, they, they need to sort that out. Unless they're just going to play him on the road. <laughs> Give him a, a few days off. So, yeah, I assume someone uh, addressed that problem before the uh, before they made that trade. Otherwise, um, there's yeah. going to be some conversations to be had. Um, uh, two tennis and first pitch. We will get to these Kansas City Royals uh, who take on the Chicago White Sox, uh, where Brady Singer uh, will pitch for Kansas City. And Lance Lynn, Goes to the Chicago White Sox. The lines are the Chicago White Sox are minus 169, Kansas City plus 144. Totally a set of 8.5. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head um, trades that either of these two uh, two clubs have been involved in. Certainly no, uh, no big ones, Dylan, for no, Kansas City. The, the White Sox. Yeah. yeah, I'm surprised at the White Sox. They're a bit like Toronto. Um, they're the ones who really look like they needed strengthening. Yeah, the White Sox they did trade their catcher to the um, to the Red Sox because Christian Velasquez. Oh, Maguire, yes, yeah, Reese yes. Maguire left. Yeah, that's the only thing that I've really, really found out about the trade deadline. No one really did much, but uh, as for this game, there. Before I get into that, did you see the the video of uh, Tony Larusa falling asleep in the? Yes, first I did. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, <laughs> he's an embarrassment. In the first inning as well. I mean, 
by all means, have a little nap in the sixth inning. That's that's fully understandable. Not in the first inning. At least watch the first inning if you're going to have a kip. Oh, my God. Uh, he, he needs, <laughs> I'm surprised he still has a job, to be honest. So, as as for this game, there's a way I could back Lance Lynn or the White Sox at this number. Don't get me wrong. I did make them the favorite, but only up to a minus 110. At plus, one, at plus 140 and better, I think there's great value here with the Royals. The White Sox are an under 500 team at home, and the Royals have actually won the last three of the five meetings between the teams. I know they're having a bad year, but Brady Singer, Brady Singer hasn't been that bad on the road. His last start against the Yankees on the road, he went seven scoreless innings, and that's apparently to the best offense in the league. So in this spot, I think he'll be able to hold his own against the White Sox, who they're struggling to score runs. Uh, Royals' first five plus a half is the play for me. I absolutely agree with you. Um, I think uh, the value is with uh, Kansas City. I quite like the under, because... Um, Singer's been going along great. Uh, Lynn's been going not too bad, but uh, Brady Singer's just in really, really good form. Uh, it's nothing more complicated than that. He's uh, got a 205 ERA in his last five. He's pitched nine innings against the White Sox this season uh, without giving up a run. So, yeah, just uh, that you, you mentioned that New York Yankees start. So I've really enjoyed what Singer's been doing. He's been well and truly on my radar. Um, I've got KC here at plus 140 on the money line. I'm um, actually plus 144 now. I think it's a great bet. Um, and possibly the under White Sox aren't scoring many runs. They're missing Lewis Roberts, who I think is going to be out longer than they're letting on. Um, the, the, the silence is deafening around Lewis Roberts at the moment. Uh, so, yeah, for me, the eight and a half um, looks high. So I'll happily take the under on that one. Real quick, Malcolm, the lines just opened up for the Boston Red Sox and Astros game. Um, Boston plus 188 underdogs and Houston minus 225 favorite over under is at eight and a half. So, oh, will we take that eight under eight and a half then? Will we? Yeah, I'll probably take oh, eight and a half. with old Brian on the mound. Whoa, maybe just ignore that. We'll ignore that game, we'll pretend that's not happening. Okay. Um, what we'll do is we'll get stuck into this one. What a beauty! The Cincinnati Reds. At the oh, hang on, have I forgot the Mets again? Again. Yay! One for Jeff Fox. Mark that off your bingo card soon. Back to the top. I remembered, though, uh, 4.05 Eastern first pitch is the New York Mets at the Washington Nationals. Uh, Chris Bassett will go for the New York Mets and Anibal Sanchez will go for the Washington Nationals. Uh, the Mets are short, minus 2.35. Uh, the Nationals are nearly 2-1, to one, plus 1.96. Uh, totally is nine and a half. Uh, Chris Bassett is seven and seven with a 383 ERAs, pitched 115 innings with 117 strikeouts. Annabelle Sanchez is zero and three, a 747 ERA, uh, pitched 15 and two thirds innings with 13 strikeouts. Uh, Bassett going along fine, 334 ERA in his last five. Um, Pitched six innings against Washington already this season without giving up any runs. He has been slightly worse on the road. He's got a 483 road ERA. <laughs> I'm laughing at my own notes here. Sanchez is rubbish is what I've got written down. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. Sanchez is rubbish, comma, Nats are rubbish. You're getting some high-level uh, delving, a deep dive here, high-level analysis. Um, everyone's rubbish. And obviously, um, they have lost um, Juan Soto as well so everything points to a New York Mets run line yeah I just couldn't get away from this it's not very original I'm not going to win any prizes um, that minus one and a half is at minus 135 which looks perfectly fair to me the Mets don't care they're going to keep on rolling uh, first of all you can tell us about uh, I don't know if you want to we don't need to tackle Juan Soto now we can tackle Soto when we get to the Padres later so you can tell us just a, the, about the bits and bobs of business that the Mets have done uh, and then give us a pick for this game, Dylan. Yeah, so they acquired Ruff the for J.D. Martinez and a bunch of prospects as well. We gave up a lot for this guy, but he hits lefties really well, and I think that's a great addition to Volgerback, Taylor Naquin, and the Mets just acquired right-handed reliever uh, Mikel Givens from the Cubs. Yes. Uh, he, he's pretty. He's having a good year. Uh, 40 and two-thirds inning. He has a 266 ERA, so... 
not the lefty that I wanted, but we needed some bullpen help. So I, I think that it's not as much as I wanted, obviously, but. Well, no, because last week, every name you meant, every name we mentioned, you were just arrogantly uh, waving your arms around as if it was a done deal and the Mets were going to sign everybody. Well, they haven't, Dylan, sorry. No, they didn't. But as for this, <laughs> as for this game, uh, like you, short and sweet, Mets minus one and a half. They just lost Juan Soto and Josh Bell, another one of uh, their top stars. So I don't know yes. where their where their runs are going to come from. I know they got Luke Voigt, but he's not having the best season as well. No. So Bassett, he's been pretty good on the road this season. Five and two, you're right. ERA is a little higher than I'd like, but he's been able to win his last three starts on the road. The Mets, they've won the last five meetings between these two teams, and they've won by three or more runs. So they're on fire right now. I think they sweep the Nationals. So give, give me uh, give me the Mets on the run line here. Yeah, Mets gave up J.D. Davis as well, who's a player I've always liked. Um, I, I think, think it's good been... for him, though. He's close to home, and he's, he's getting an opportunity to play every day. He, you know, he wasn't getting that opportunity. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, it was playing time. It's always been playing time. Uh, with yeah. JD Davis, and he does deserve. I'd like to see him in an everyday role because I think he'll, I think he'll yeah. put some numbers up. Um, but yeah, he's just always found somebody uh, blocking his path uh, there in New York. Um, six more games to handicap here on the MLB Gambling Podcast. Um, but I'm going to tell you about IP Vanish. Uh, IP Vanish, the VPN, uh, the official VPN of the Sports Gambling Podcast. Network IP Vanish will protect all your private data, keeping it away from hackers, advertisers, other prying eyes uh, by encrypting 100% of that data. Things like private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish will make you virtually invisible online. Uh, you can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices, even on your Fire Stick when you're streaming stuff. It will not slow you down even a little bit. And IP Vanish offering 70% of the yearly plan with a 30-day money-back guarantee, the equivalent of getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. Uh, one button, you're instantly covered. So take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use that promo code SGP. Claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. Next 6.40 Eastern, we are into the evening slate of games. Tomorrow, it's the Cincinnati Reds at the Miami Marlins. Uh, Mike Miner, left-handed pitcher, goes for Cincinnati. And Sandy Alcantara is on the hill for Miami. Miami are minus 210. Don't often see the Marlins at that price. Uh, Cincinnati at plus 176. Totally ever set at seven. Uh Mike Miner is one in seven, has a 6.31 ERA, um, has pitched 51 in a third with 45 strikeouts. Sandy Alcantara is nine and four, has a 1.99 ERA um, in 149 and one third innings with 138 punch outs. Miner, he's just not very good, is he? Uh, 4.91 in his last five on the road. Stop laughing, Dylan. Uh, 6.46 uh, road ERA. There's nothing. You try and look for an angle in. I always, if there's a bad team or a bad pitcher or, or a big price, I try and find an angle into that big price. See how can I? How can I? What would make me want to take this plus one seventy six on Cincinnati? And there wasn't anything. There was no angle in. Um, on the flip side of that, a big part of that being Sandy Alcantara, uh, two sixty seven ERA in his last five. Uh, he's got a one fifty seven ERA against NL Central teams. That re quite poor division, frankly. And he has that's a decent sample size as well. Twenty three innings he's pitched against NL Central teams with that stellar ERA. And this is a spot, really, where Miami and Alcantara can take advantage against a poor pitcher in a relatively weak Cincinnati. I like, I like taking Cincinnati in certain spots, uh, but not tomorrow. But it's got to be on the run line, unfortunately. Yeah, I had them at, yeah, plus 112, actually. I can say a plus 115. Uh, low score in game, uh, but Miami uh, can just come, come out on top. Maybe four to one, something like that, I think, Dylan. Yeah, I took the. I think there are certain spots that you can find value with the Reds. Like yesterday, I, w I took Hunter Green, and I always fade Hunter Green, but I thought it was a good spot for them, and I, I did come up with a nice plus price. But 
Going with another plus price here, I'm going to take the fish. Same thing as you on the run line. I think we're getting a, a very generous price with a much better pitcher in Al- Alcantara. I, I know the Marlins haven't been playing some good baseball, but I think this is a good spot for them. I think Alcantara bounces back after a tough loss to the Mets in his last start. But to be honest, I, I, I agree with you. I think I think this is just a fade on Mike Miner, who in his nine starts this season has lost eight of his nine. He's only won one start this season. He's like fellow to me. He's just an automatic fade. So give me the fish here to get back in the win column. Leave Bellow alone. He's gonna come good, man. We've got to get we're gonna get some fancy price wins out of Brian Bellow between now and the end of the season, Dylan. Mark my words. Uh seven oh five Eastern first pitch between the Milwaukee Brewers and the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh Freddie Peralta is going for Milwaukee. Um now I handicapped this earlier on. Uh, with Brandon Woodruff on the mound. So um don't know where that's going to leave us here. Uh, Zach Thompson goes for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, the Lions haven't changed an awful lot, actually, in, in lieu of that news. Uh, the Brewers minus 205. Um, quite a lot of two-to-one on favourites going tonight. Chalky, chalky slate. Uh, the Pirates plus 172. Totally is set at eight. Uh, I can tell you about Zach Thompson uh, more than I can tell you about Freddie Peralta. Uh, Zach Thompson is three and eight, has a five oh nine ERA, has pitched eighty one and one third innings with fifty five um, strikeouts. This is Peralta's. It's not Peralta's first start of the season. He has. Um, he's he's appeared. So let me have a look. He's actually appeared in eight games this season. Um, Three got three starts back in May. Um, 22nd of May was the last time Freddie Peralta um, was seen. He got absolutely smashed up by the Washington Nationals. Obviously, something was amiss. He's been on the aisle since then. So, yeah, interesting, Freddie Peralta. Three and two on the season, 442 ERA. Has pitched 38 and two-thirds with 50 strikeouts. He's always good for a strikeout, is Freddie Peralta. I mean... Difficult one this because you have to maintain. You can't be taking a two to one on price against the pitcher that you you really want to maintain a watching brief on uh, in his first start from injury. Uh, Zach Thompson has got a six thirty three ERA in his last five. In fact, this doesn't affect my handicap at all because I was having to take the over here. Um, I think Pittsburgh could have got three or four off Woodruff. I think they can probably do the same off Peralta. Uh, and then the rest of the, the Brewers pen, minus Josh Ader, of course. Uh, and Brewers can certainly take advantage of the presence of Zach Thompson scoring some wins. So that number of eight looked great to me, and I will take the over every day of the week. Um, tell us a little bit what you made of the Josh Ader trade, Dylan, and then give us a bet for the Brewers at the Pirates. I was confused as well as to why they're... Tra- I know Josh Ader hasn't been you know, the regular Josh Hader that we've been accustomed to, but they're right in the thick of things. They're leading the division. I, I, that move was very curious to me. I, I just don't, I don't understand why they, they, they traded him when, when they were right there. So it was very confusing to me. I didn't understand it, but as for this game, nothing official. I do lean Brewers here on the run line. I just don't know what to make of Freddie Peralta. He's been out since May 22nd. And usually when players make a comeback, I like to fade them. Except Not tonight with the grown pitching, but I just like to fade <laughs> them to see what we're going to get out of him. But against the Pirates, who they're 2-8 and eight in their last 10, like you said, I, I just think this is a good spot for the Brewers. So the money line is too rich for me, but run line has some value at minus one fifteen, so slight lean there. Yeah, the 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 biggest trades involving uh, the Pirates is was Jose Quintana. We kind of knew he was going to leave. Um, he's had a really good season, a surprisingly good season. Um, he has made his way across uh, to the St. Louis Cardinals uh, from the Pirates. Um, the Cardinals are the team we're going to. Tackle next. They've been relatively busy. Uh, 7.45 Eastern tomorrow is the Chicago Cubs at the St. Louis Cardinals, where Justin Steele, got his name right first time, will go over the Chicago Cubs, and Miles Mikolas will go over the St. Louis Cardinals. The Cubs here are plus 156, with St. Louis minus 182. Total set at eight. Um, 
Steele is four and seven. There's a 386 ERA. Um, has pitched 91 innings with 87 strikeouts. Miles Mikolas is eight and eight, 286 ERA. Wow, that's good. 132 and one third pitched with 100 strikeouts. Um, Steele, we know he's been my guy recently. Um, and I think you've been fading him a lot, Dylan. I, I need you to revisit this. Uh, 205 ERA in his last five starts, Justin Steele. Um, pitched against St. Louis, seven innings, gave up one earned run just. Nicholas uh, has been going along really well. He's actually given up five earned runs in 11 innings pitched against the Cubs. Um, he's been great at home, 231 home ERA. I really wanted to take the Cubs, but I feel like I've been taking them too much lately. Um, so I wanted to get Steele and the Cubs involved. I didn't want, I couldn't take them uh, as a money line, but I could take the under. Uh, I still think Steele's going to go okay. Um, at which point I was happy to take the under. This Cubs lineup still isn't uh, great either. So, yeah, if uh, they won't score many, and the, if St. Louis beat them, it'll be low scoring, maybe a four to two, something like that, Dylan. Yeah, I do. That would be the only play I would make in this game uh, is the under. I set my total at 7.6, but for the show, I'll agree with you for the under, but I want no parts in this game. I don't want to back the Cardinals <laughs> at this price. The Cubs, they've actually been playing some decent ball as of late, but I don't know how the I don't know how you play them when Nicholas is two and zero against the Cubbies this year. I do think the Cardinals are the better team and they should win. I just can't get behind this price. I, I was hoping for a minus one forty, minus one forty five, a little chalky, but I think that's great value for the way Nicholas has been pitching this year. So I, I don't know. Even the run line, I need at least a plus one thirty. We're getting close. It's like minus uh, plus 125, plus 126, I see. So maybe this is another game where you just want to add the Cardinals in your money line parlay. So that, that's how I would play it. Um, again, more trade stuff. I just the window's been closed now about 37 minutes. I've seen the Braves picked up uh, Rysel Iglesias, uh, the oh, nice. Angels' closer. Um Tucker Davidson's actually gone in the other direction. That's interesting. I might have written up Tucker Davidson in my uh, rookie report as a potential trade candidate uh, last week, so I'm going to double-check that because I might have hit one. Um, the Blue Jays acquiring Whit Merrifield. Uh, mentioned um, the the Cardinals have acquired Jordan Montgomery uh, from the Yankees, and Harrison Bade has gone in the other direction. That's an interesting one. Uh, he's a fun player, um, Harrison Bade. So he end up on the on the Yankees as well um, that's about it really Jake Lamb to the Mariners uh, Brett Phillips to the Orioles Michael Fulmer to the Twins so a few more um, slightly under the radar ones there. and the Cardinals who we've just mentioned uh, picked up catcher Austin Allen as well uh, who I'm quite a big fan of so yeah some some smaller trades shall we say uh, have gone on there in the last few minutes. Uh, three more games, 9.38 Eastern first pitch. It's the Oakland Athletics at the LA Angels. Um, this was a TBD pitcher for Oakland. Uh, this game is still off the board, uh, unless it's updated in the last 20 minutes or so. Um, nothing for Oakland, um, although you alerted me to the fact that James Capralian uh, might be going. And Shohei Otani uh, goes for the LA Angels. Um, I've got nothing on Capralian at the moment. Otani, 9-6. and six. 281 ERA, 99 and one third pitched with 102 strikeouts. Sorry, uh, 102 whip that. Um, Otani has got a 180 ERA in his last seven, and that includes that start at Atlanta where he gave up six earned runs. Um, double digit case again, we know Noah's been uh hammering those uh Shohei Otani K props in his last few starts. I think he picked up 11 again last time. We talked about the ladder bets where you can take the over. It's seven and a half or eight. But then take it up to nine and a half, ten and a half, eleven and a half. Split your split your unit three ways and see if you can hit the jackpot that way. And show here would be getting you over that one. Um I didn't have a pick because I hadn't seen Caprillion and there was no odds on the board. Uh Dylan, do you have anything on this athletics and angels game? Not really. I no lines are up. I do have Caprillion going. I could be wrong though. It's just from my my understanding. Uh, and I, you got to imagine Shohei's going to open up a big favorite. I know they they traded away some of their pieces today, but 
the Angels, they've, they've just owned the athletics. They've won the last four of the five meetings between the team. All low-scoring games if, is worth noting as well. So that's why I set the total at 6.9. I do think Shohei Otani is going to limit them. And maybe a 4-1, 4-2 victory for the Angels. But they're the better team right now. So I, I, I would take the Angels here on the run line or the under. Um, Rysel Iglesias is not going to close for the Braves, is he? Uh, you wouldn't imagine, right? He being like a, a setup guy, seventh, eighth inning. Yeah, that is gravely disappointing. The amount of fantasy teams in which Rysel Iglesias is my uh, is one of my main closers. To li- That's the one of the worst things about trade deadline is you had the closer carousel because it can absolutely see. Sometimes you, you, you get on the right side of it, you can fall. One of your men can fall into a closing situation. Um, but it hasn't happened today with with Iglesias for me. Um, 9.40 Eastern first pitch. It's the team we all wanted to talk about. It's the Colorado Rockies, not them. At the San Diego Padres, they're the other team we wanted to talk about. This game is off the board with no Padres pitcher. Um, I don't know if you've got a Padres pitcher, Dylan. Uh, but Chad Kuhl, uh, is the man who will go for the Rockies. Um, game is off the board. Um, I'll throw this straight across to you. I mean, firstly, if you've got anything on this game, but then secondly, what we uh expecting from the Padres now, having picked up uh, Juan Soto, amongst others, it's not the only business they've done. Yeah, amazing move. I mean, but... I think they're just playing for a wild card. Correct me if I'm wrong. They're still like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Owls. So I don't yeah. think they're going to win the division. Dodgers are still the better team. I just don't know how they're going to pay all three of them. I know Hosmer had the no trade clause. He wound up getting traded to the Red Sox, but yeah. um, Manny Machado, Juan Soto and um, Tatis. I forgot because he yeah. was hurt. But mm-hmm. my, my, my thing is, if you have a chance to get Juan Soto, obviously you get him. He's a franchise player. But what if they can't re-sign him? What if they can't get a contract done? If they don't win it, obviously he's not worth it. But if they win a championship, it's worth it in the in the short term. But I just don't like how they their odds have drastically changed off of one player. I, I still think the Mets, I still think the Dodgers, and I still think the Cardinals are better. So pitching wise, because those guys have the pitching. I don't think the uh, Padres have the pitching to go up against the Mets, the Dodgers and the Cardinals. So, yeah, they've done nothing to um, help that pitching situation. I mean, they give it McKenzie go, uh, which isn't going to damage them an awful lot. But yeah, they, um, they're going to be a lot of high scoring games. I think coming down the stretch for the Padres, they could be an over team. Um, that the trade that interested me a lot. It's the Brandon Drury trade um, picked up from the Reds. Uh, he's been absolutely outstanding this season. Um, can play second or third, um, and he's going to. That's going to be a very powerful line because Drury could play, can hit clean up, um, and you add you tag him onto the back of the the names you mentioned: Soto, uh, Tatis, and Manny Machado, and that is a potent top four. Yeah, absolutely. It's a nice getting a utility guy that can play second and third because Machado does like to take some games off to get him ready for the playoffs. So put a guy yeah, like absolutely. him at third base. He 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 can, he's been smashing this year. So yeah. I thought that was a low key, very underrated move that the Padres made. They 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 bolstered their their bullpen and their their bats, but their starting pitching I do not trust. Besides Musgrove, they did resign Joe Musgrove. What was that? Five yeah. year hundred something million dollar contract. So he, he winded up getting paid, but can you trust a guy like Blake Snell? I can't. And I, and that's who I have going for tomorrow. Um, okay. Actually, yeah. Well, yeah, I forgot there was a game to handicap. I've got nothing <laughs> on it. I mean, if you got, you yeah, got no, anything else on either. this, on the Rockies Padres? No, no. we've got no line. So yeah, we'll, We'll skip over that one. Uh, watch it. We can see what that. Uh, be interested to see the lineup card uh, when that comes out and see who's in there uh, for San Diego tomorrow. Uh, final game here is a nine forty-five Eastern first pitch between the LA Dodgers and the San Francisco Giants, uh, where Julio Arias uh, will go for the Dodgers and Alex Cobb draws the start for the San Francisco Giants. Who are a home puppy? We haven't had one of them a few tonight, Dylan. Plus one thirty-five. Uh, the Dodgers at minus one fifty-nine. Totally is set at seven and a half. Um, Arias is 10 and six, 
has a 271 ERA, has pitched 109 and two thirds with 103 strikeouts. Alex Cobb is three and five, has a 406 ERA, has pitched 82 innings with 85 strikeouts. Um, Arias is four and zero over his last five starts, ERA of 289 in that spot. Um, has pitched 18 innings against the Giants this season, giving up just two earned runs in that spell. 249 road ERA. He was just ticking boxes as you went along, starting a handicap a game. Uh, Urias was just putting ticks in all the boxes that you want. Um, Cobb's been pitching well uh, of late as well. 319 um, in his last five. Did give up uh, four earned in five and two thirds against the Dodgers two starts ago. And he does have has a um, a five forty ERA against the NL West uh, in thirty three and a third as well, so quite a, a large sample size here. I kept this pretty straightforward. Uh, better team, better pitcher. Short price, price is short enough, but uh, the the unit and a half at minus one fifty nine. Um, I had this written down at minus one fifty five, uh, but I'll take the the unit and a half at that price. Um, easy, Dylan. Yeah, I do think the Dodgers are the right side in this one, but I'm going to attack the total over seven and a half for me in this one. The Dodgers have gone over this number in five straight games, whereas the Giants are five and five towards the over in their last 10 games. But when these two teams play, we usually see some high scoring games. Three of the last five meetings between the two have gone over the number. We're getting help from the wind, 10 mile an hour wins tomorrow night in San Francisco. And I just think the Dodgers' bats are rolling right now. I think they'll be able to score four or five runs against Cobb. And I'm counting on the Giants. I think they'll be able to score two, three runs as well. But I think we get there. So give me the over seven and a half. Okay, love that. Um, Well, we did it. That was busy. A lot to talk about. Um, Lock and dog picks coming up momentarily. Um, Once I've told you about our new sponsor uh, here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, Odds Trader. Um, odds Trader is a place where you can compare odds uh, from all major sports books. Um, you can compare different sign-up codes as well for promotions and bonuses uh, to sports books. It's a, what a great idea that is. Um, player stats, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather. Um, so everything you need um, to make a more um, informed bet. And who doesn't need more information on that? It's got a bet tracker as well. Uh, so you can keep records of all your games and betting activity. Um, so, yeah, if you're a true DJ, it looks like everything you need here is at Odds Trader. Play-by-play uh, play updates, live scores, player stats. Um, absolutely outstanding um, content over there at Odds Trader. Uh, the place to go is um, oddstrader.com uh, slash bluewire. Um, Odds Trader is the number one site for all of your game day bets. Really looking forward to getting involved uh, with Odds Trader. Um, yeah, love it. So, Dylan, lots to choose from here. Uh, I was told between a couple of dogs, um, there was one lock really stood out to me. You can lead us off. Um, what have you got for your lock and dog tomorrow night, man? All right, I'll make this short and sweet. As for my lock, I like the Mets minus one and a half. I just think Chris Bassett is going to dominate against the Nationals. I just don't know where their offense is going to come from tomorrow. So the Mets have owned the Nationals this year. They won the last five meetings all by three or more runs. So I'm going to take the Mets on the run line minus 134 as my lock. And as my dog, my official play was Royals first five plus a half because I think we're going to get good value there. But I'm going to take the Royals plus 140 or better. That's you just have to take it. The White Sox, they're not a good team at home, under 500. And to be honest, I think Bradley, uh, Brady Singer's been better than Lance Lynn this year. So I think if he could go five, six innings, maybe give up a run, I think they'll win this game. So I'm going to take the Royals on the uh, on the money line as my dog of the day. I think we're going to have to have a listener poll on who's the biggest homer uh, on the Sports Gambling Podcast oh, Network. Is it? Me. Oh, is it is it Ryan Kramer? Uh, is it Sean Green? Is it Dylan Rockford? Is it the Boston Capper? I mean, uh, Dylan Rockford has thrown his name into the hat with a succession of New York Mets picks. Um, my lock um, is another. Is it going to be a run line as well? And it's Minnesota uh, and Joe Ryan taking on Detroit and Tyler Alexander. I just didn't like anything Detroit had to offer in this game at all from the pitcher, the lineup. Um, and I want to bounce back off Ryan. I think he'll get one. He'll, feel, he'll 
back at home. Uh, we can put a line through that last start against the Padres uh, and they can get that done. Plus 100 as well, even money for my luck. Um, it's a double dog, Dylan. Uh, it's Brady Singer and the Kansas City Royals for me, a plus 140. Um, we've done it before uh, with different results, let's put it that way, uh, but we're going to get back on the horse tomorrow. Um, we try not to mush each other. We'll see what Moonaf and Noah have come up with as well. Uh, but yeah, double dog for me. Um, well done, mate. That was fun. Uh, busy trade deadline. Is, is it in the football, the EPL, deadline day is really, it's a huge deal over here. They, all the channels cover it and everyone sort of sits and, and count. There's a, there's a countdown timer and all the football supporters are refreshing everything, waiting for their club to make a sign-in. Um, is, that, is that how MLB deadline day works there or is it a little bit more under the radar? Yeah, so ESPN definitely covers it a lot throughout the day, especially the last two days. And I know on MLB Network, on the top corner, there usually is a countdown to when the last teams can make a trade. But, you know, it, in, in America, they overdo everything. So Yeah, we normally have a lot of our supporters will go down to the stadium or to the training ground, sort of 11 p.m. at night. Um, and the poor journalists or the reporters are outside with a camera and a microphone and they're just getting mobbed by drunken idiots who yeah. throw dildos at them and fuck it all wow. so it's great like uh, oh yeah mate there's been some classic uh, there's been some classic stuff goes on um, Lane's just joined the chat when there's about 20 seconds to go in the broadcast Lane so hello goodbye to you uh, thanks everyone for listening uh, good luck with your picks um Get across to sportsgamblingpodcast.com uh, for all your information. Don't forget the Discord server. Um, hopefully your team made some trades that you're happy with and you can get some winning bets on tomorrow. Uh, thank you very much, Dylan. Uh, thanks, everyone, for joining in in the chat and the live streams. Um, we'll be back tomorrow. Until then, we will see you down the road.